Hello, friends. I am Lynn McLaughlin. And I'm Karen Iverson Riggers. And this is Real, real by <laughs> Let's get real. Real emotions, real experiences. Join us to explore authenticity and how to get real with yourself and others. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Real Vibes Only podcast. We're so glad to have you here. I'm Karen Iverson Riggers, and with me is my dear co-conspirator, Lynn McLaughlin. So we are always glad um, to bring the real vibes to talk about what's real for us. And today we're going to be talking about grief in our lives, how it shows up. Uh, what is it and how do you walk with it when it's present? So Lynn, I think I'll ask you, when you think about the word, just the word grief, what comes to mind for you? So I actually had a conversation yesterday with a friend about grief. And what goes through my mind is in the past, I very much looked at grief as something that something happens, you grieve it, and then life continues. So it was kind of like the spontaneous thing that happened um, in different sections of our life. And what I have come to know, um, and in this conversation with a friend, is grief is present through all of life. And instead of saying, you know, this is a one time, you must be grieving, um, it's become really, really apparent to me that grief is something that we have all the time. Um, in this conversation with my friend, we were talking about changes and whether they're good changes or, you know, good, who labels it good or bad. But if it's a positive or um, a more challenging experience, um, recognizing that any time we experience change, which is every moment, um, there will, we will be letting go of something or, you know, grieving the loss of something. And I think uh, when I think about all the grief that the world is holding, um, especially right now, and when I think of it individually, things that are happening within my direct life, my direct circle of family and friends, and then um, on the larger scale. And I know you and I have talked about this many times when we, and this is only one facet of it, right? When we talk about COVID, which was a huge impact, change, grief, loss. Um, and when you look at everything that has happened in the last two years, and continues to happen. You know, I think about waking up to the subway shooting in New York, and I think about the end of February, the war in the Ukraine, and um, it's impossible for me to separate that and say it's happening over there, it doesn't impact me because it does. And as human beings being, you know, all connected, those kind of things are, there's grief in all of that. So I'll throw the question back at you. 
what do you think when you when you think of grief and and your life and your process and well i think about i often think think about it with big big g grief right which are these things that i would say are more like it's in quotation marks traditional grief right losing someone you love someone dying right significant loss um And then I think about all the little G grief and how much harder it is to, I think, even put your finger about on it. I I thought of the example of, um, so one of our kids is in fourth grade, right? So had two years, almost two years, basically, where um, he was doing virtual school and not connected and now back in school and I'm helping to plan a roller skating party for the end of the year for them. And I had this wave of grief hit me and thinking about that because I thought about what he's missed, right? And I'm holding this and I'm watching my kids hold this in different ways too. And I don't know that they can even put a a, a word on it. Like I don't think they know our younger ones know that word grief to, to put that emotion on it. Um, but I see it right. When we, I have these moments that I, I call little G grief, right. Which is like this moment of that washing over me of the loss of just the, um, some of the joy of, childhood that was that's gone for them Mm -hmm. I think about little g grief related to transitions um so my partner just changed his job like a month ago and although it was a really positive change and absolutely the right thing there's still this like little g grief that comes with it right loss of this job that he thought was going to be a great fit and he thought he was going to like ride out his career with this company and it just didn't work. So when I, I think about all of the kind of compound of all of these little G griefs, and I think often we're like, oh, we like qualify it. Like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling grief about that. Yeah. I think that's one of the the most interesting pieces. The other thing I think about, and you hear me say this often is I call it sneaky grief. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I just had a moment of this the other day when I was sitting in service. I go to a Unitarian Universalist fellowship. We were sitting in service and they have this big window and um, there's this cardinal sitting in the window. And my grandma, who passed away a few years ago, loved cardinals. And every time I see a cardinal, Oh, sneaky grief. And sometimes it's, it, it's sneaky grief, like a joy grief. Is there, I think there can be joy grief, right? Where it's, it's like, I, I felt this wave of joy, like with these positive memories of her. And I felt this wave of grief of loss, like all at the same time, seeing this cardinal. And sometimes it's just really sneaky. We see something, we hear something, we smell something. We, we have a feeling that reminds us of the grief and it sneaks up on us. And sometimes we can't even like connect it. It's interesting as you were talking about it, I was thinking, is grief really an emotion? 
Ooh. I think about a, an example, a friend of mine had um, a scare with her dog and um, it brought me right back to when Bogey was sick. My dog was sick last August and ended up losing him in a very short period of time. And I felt really scared as we talked about it. I felt just incredible overwhelm for her, but then also connecting all of those emotions to my event of grief um, or life process, I guess. And I just throw that out there as a really interesting question um, because I know there's also been when I have been, and I'm thinking of like loss of friendship or loss of um, relationship when relationships change. Um, there can also be a feeling of anger, like, why can't we be on the same page? Why, why can't we connect? What's in the way? And um, that's part of the letting go process as well. So it's really, grief is a really interesting thing. The more we talk about it, and you and I talk, talk about it all the time, you know, but I think, um, and recognizing all of those life transitions. When you said Cardinal, um, I thought of a family member that had passed that loved Cardinals. And um, I think they're just like spiritually beautiful birds that call our attention to life or something because they're bright red for heaven's sakes. Of course, we're always going to notice them. Um, <laughs> But I, I know a lot of people that have that attachment to cardinals. And maybe mm -hmm. it's a Wisconsin thing. I don't know. Um, but yeah, is it is grief an actual emotion? Or is it, especially as we're talking about real vibes only, it's interesting to pull out all those pieces around grief. Um, and recognizing that there's grief in joy. There is grief and joy uh, when you're going through the loss of someone you love or loss of a relationship or even loss of a job. You know, there can be all kinds of different emotions that come in with that. It's a really interesting question. I think it is an interesting question. And as I was sitting thinking about it, I was like, yes, but maybe not, because I feel like grief might be like an emotion container. Right. Like when you're like, I, you know, I'm feeling grief. Like, I really think you can say that. And then when you start to unpack that, you might say like, oh, what is, what does your grief feel like? Is it sadness? Is it anger? Is it numb? Is it right? It could be, is it fear? Like you, you lifted that up. Is it fear? I think it might be like an emotion container. That's like all of these things can be contained within feeling grief. Really interesting. I like that. And like I said, it's, it's in my mind, it's a container that's always there. It's not like a one-time thing. And another really important piece in my mind with grief or loss or change is recognizing, and this is where our 
emotion stuff comes in, recognizing that it's all valid. You know, when you were talking about little G grief, how so often in in my world, I will look at it and say, it's not that big of a deal and let it go. And, you know, there may be moments where that's helpful and there may be moments where it's not um, and allowing the space to honor it. When I, yeah, and I, go ahead. <laughs> I think, I think the piece around honoring it and, and asking like, what, what are you here to teach me or what are you trying to tell me? Right. When you're feeling that, when you were speaking about that, like I'm feeling this and then I'm like, Oh no, push that away. That's not that big of a deal. Or I don't need to feel that way right now. And that idea of saying like, can I, can I pause long enough to just honor the feeling mm. to just honor it as is like without qualifications of, I shouldn't be feeling this way or without qualifications of like, it's not that big of a deal or without qualifications of like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. Right. All the things, all the things, <laughs> all the things. So I think one of the other pieces that we, when we talk about grief, I find really powerful is, you know, I learned growing up the traditional like model and stages of grief, right? You go through these, you go through these stages, you you have to do the DABDA. DABDA is, go ahead, Lynn. Uh, Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. There you go. That's the DABDA model, right? And so I can very much say like of experiences with grief that I experienced many of those things. Um, But I loved being introduced to Lois Tonkin's model of grief, which talks about us growing around grief. That the grief at first when something happens, it feels so big and it overwhelms and it takes over our world, right? And then we grow and then we grow around the grief and the grief stays the same, same, like we just get bigger (laughs) around it. And this idea of how sometimes I talked about it being sneaky. There are things that like poke back into that grief center that bring us right back to that moment, to that feeling. Right. And so I, I love that framing of what, what it means to hold grief. That it's not that it ever just like goes away, right? That it becomes part of the fabric of who we are. And knowing, um, I think the other really important part of it is allowing us to define what that looks like. Um, When someone is experiencing grief, um, and a lot of this in my mind comes back to just being really uncomfortable with emotion. Um, You know, if a person experiences a loss and, and the other piece of that, especially around loss is feeling like we need to have the right thing to say. Um, And where does that come from? And a lot of times it's the uncomfortableness of knowing someone is hurting 
and allowing for that, no matter how it shows up, there is no timeline for grief. And when you were talking about poking the grief, that's what happened to me last week. And, and that feeling of how much I miss my dog. Um, so yeah, I, knowing that, I think anything that touches our heart, um, I don't know that that, like you said, that never goes away. Our life just grows around it. So the, the notion that time heals all wounds isn't necessarily right or wrong. It definitely softens over time because our life does grow around it, but we carry that grief with us always. What are things that you do to honor your grief? Hmm. Or what are things you'd like to do to honor your grief? I have so many different ways of often just allowing myself to sit with it. Um, I can tell when I shift from feeling it to thinking about it. And not perfectly by any stretch of the imagination, because this is pretty new for me too, is the recognition of thought versus feeling and honoring both. Um, so a lot of times it's, it's a very intentional pause. And we talk about that a lot, allowing for the pause to sit with it, to label it. Um, I had a, a really cool, uh, I don't remember where it was, Karen, but I told you about it, um, taking the actual event out of this, out of it and allowing yourself just to feel the emotion uh, and allowing for it, I think, helps detach it from the thought. Um, and all of that is just... I'm, I'm guessing <laughs> based on some of the things I've gone through, like I said, that the thought of it's not that big of a deal. Okay, let go of the event and just let it sit in my body and recognize where it is in my body. I know for grief, a lot of times it's like heart center is where my grief shows up. Um, if there are other emotions attached to it, anger is always in my throat because I've always tried to stifle it. That was one emotion I wasn't comfortable with. Um, deep, deep sadness can be belly. You know, it's just, it's really interesting as the more you dive into emotions and how they show up and why they show up and where they are and all of that, it's, it's a wonderful life adventure of that reconnecting to all the pieces of who we are as human beings. And I think that when I think about that question, I think about taking the pause and really honoring to feel. I, I can't remember if I mentioned this in the last podcast, like I'll tell Lynn, like, oh, I had a really good cry last night. And my dear friend Lynn will say, oh, that's so good. And I just love that response of like, 
wow, that's so good. Um, because there are all sorts of responses that we get to crying, right? Like, oh gosh, I have that myself. Like, you shouldn't be crying about this, right? You know, like, or I don't have time for this right now, or oh, just like a million things. But I think about when I hold some of the heaviness of the world and witnessing pain and witnessing suffering and witnessing trauma and ongoing trauma. And when you were speaking to that and this experience of being human and being connected, and I don't wanna lose that. And so some of that is honoring the sadness and grief that comes with all of that from witnessing, right? And so I think the having those times of really allowing myself to deeply feel that and, and welcoming it and honoring that as a part of what keeps me connected to the whole. As you were sharing that, I was processing in my head, there are so many situations in our world today that brings up empathy and our ability to feel empathy for another person and recognizing that empathy is the ability to feel. And all of the opportunities we have to honor that both in ourselves and others and to allow for it. Again, it's our world needs to slow down and allowing for it. Uh, that's one of, you know, there were so many losses with COVID, um, but there were also some really beautiful gifts. Uh, I think the ability to slow down, the opportunity um, to be in my safe space, my home, and allow for all of that to recognize. Um, honestly, it, it helped me recognize how important it is that I slow down to feel. That was such an important piece of it. And thinking of when you were talking of um, your kids and how they're feeling it and holding, holding your safe place, your home, um, doing that with and for my daughter as well, really a big piece of her grief being a senior in college is she missed, she missed some of her college years and recognizing that that's unfair and that's hard and it feels like a cheat and it's, and not being able to get that back you know, as you were talking about your kids too, and allowing space for all of that, you know, and I think individually, we can do that for ourselves and then holding space for others to name it and share it and feel it. Um, well, I, yeah, I think this. Feel it in my mind. Yeah, as the world opens up more, right? And as people are returning. And I think, I shouldn't say I think, I know there's this undercurrent of grief. 
And all of us are navigating that in different ways, right? There are folks who are like, I'm just like setting that all behind me. And I like not looking back and I don't like, we're just charging ahead. We're just charging forward, right? This is how I'm, I'm dealing with this. And there are some folks who are feeling very torn and feeling all the feels around like, how do you return back to quote unquote normal after almost a million people in our country have died? So there's all of these things. And I think just what you have named and lifted up is how do we find more ways to connect, to slow down, to pause and have these conversations. And so maybe that's our challenge to you folks that are listening, right? Have this conversation with somebody, like open the door to asking, like, really, how are you? And what has this experience of grief been like for you? And name it, name the grief. I think it's really important to name. Because I think (laughs) we had a little glitch there. It stopped and then it did really, really fast. Um remembering for so many people, uh, we were in survival mode and trying to create a new way of living because the way that we were living slowed down. It's showing my connection is unstable. Am I unstable? (laughs) (laughs) Technology. Right. This is real, friends. Real. <laughs> just real. We're we're keeping we're keeping that in there. We're just keeping that there. You get to ride it right along with us. <laughs> so yeah, I think there were so many people in survival mode, like the world as we know it shut down. And it was like, now what do we do? So going into survival mode, you don't pause to feel. And now going forward to say, we're just going to move forward. And then we're piling more on top because the world, there is still um, so much grief on a daily basis. So, so creating, I love that you named that, that what if we, what if we had a conversation with someone that we care about without judgment, without fixing without assessing without advising and just said what is the pandemic what grief has the pandemic created for you and then even deeper than that what grief are you holding yeah period or question mark you know yes are you holding because it doesn't have to be attached to any one thing but i think if we reflect on that um and create the spaces where you can share whatever it is. That's where the healing happens. Yeah, I definitely believe that as well. But in this time, I I think about how many conversations I've had as I kind of reconnect with folks. And there's this tenuous feeling as we connect with one another of asking each other, like, how are you? And you can tell sometimes people are like, well, you know, (laughs) right? You can see these layers underneath that all of us are carrying. And 
this is our heart's work, friends. This is our passion is, is creating spaces where folks can talk about it, right? Without judgment around it, without qualifying it, with it, it just being what it is, because we really believe that healing happens in relationships. I'm going to say that again, healing happens in relationships. And sometimes that relationship is with yourself and connecting really deeply, connecting with what you're feeling. And sometimes often that is in relationship with someone else who can hold that space for our, our container of grief, to name it, to unpack it. To, to talk about what the experience has been like. And I think of just all of the variety of experience, right? You have our like healthcare workers who are navigating. I, I just, I can't even imagine. I, I cannot even imagine to our frontline workers to like the, it, there's a myriad to parents who are carrying the grief of witnessing what happened with their kids to I mean, there's, there's so much. And so I think, you know, we're like putting up this, you know, like the bat signal, remember the bat signal with the light, we're like, like trying to shine the bat signal to say like, can we, can we like, just take a second and, and talk about this, like really talk about this. I, I think it's so important. It's the most important work that we can do for one another is holding that space for us to really have deep conversations about this. Agreed. Okay, cool. So the bat signal's up. <laughs> we, we've we've given you your homework. That says real vibes only. Yeah, yeah. It's not like the bad. It's like, it just is, it's just like the big puffy letters of real vibes only. That's, that's what it says. That's the signal. And we're so glad to have that it's all real. And recognizing that it's all real. And that it's, that it's real for people. I think that other piece that Lynn, that you lifted up is that subjective piece, right? For me, what, what I'm holding might be really different than what you're holding. And we might have very different perspectives about that. And that that's all, that's all okay. And it's important. It's essential that we validate what is real for folks. I just posted something the other day about happy is not the end goal, real is. And I know there is a lot of momentum around positive thinking and positive mindset. Um, the, the problem comes in when that's being used as a defense to not feel what's really there and recognizing that everything that is there is okay. It's okay. It's not always to have a smile on your face, always to be happy. Um, and if we can approach one another with that, with that type of a framework of you can come to me no matter where you're at, or you can talk to me no matter where you're at, um, and you don't have to show up with that mask. I, re I don't remember how long ago it was that I really recognized that mask that I wore. Uh, and I still, you know, I still catch myself doing that. Um, because I think the conditioning is really, really deep and tied to a lot of different pieces. 
but recognizing that that real vibes are okay. And especially in the world of grief, as we're talking about grief, and, and happy might be part of it. But that's not the end goal. And it might not. The end goal is real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was awesome. So good. Mm -hmm. That was great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, my friends, we are so glad that you joined us today for Real Vibes Only, talking about grief. And we hope that you are able to sit and maybe reflect a little bit about what you're holding and maybe ask somebody else because healing happens in relationships and healing happens when we get real. And connection is prevention. As yes. you were saying that, I love relationships is where healing happens. Absolutely. There is such an innate need to be seen and heard. And be that for others and be that for yourself. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. So we will look forward to seeing you and hearing you again soon on Real Vibes Only. Thanks for tuning in, friends. Take care. <laughs>